0: Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. So good to see you this morning. Turn around and tell about two or three people you love them. Amen. Tell them you love them, and love goes a long ways. Amen. Love you this morning. So glad you're here. You look great today. It's so good to be in God's house with you. This is your first time at Faith Your New Church. We just want to tell you how excited we are that you're here. So Faith Your New Church, would you let our first-time guests know you love them? Come on, tell them you love them this morning. Yeah. Amen. 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 And if you're watching online this morning again, welcome you as well. So glad to have you. I know it's been said, but there are a lot of exciting things happening and going on here. So don't miss those. Don't again. Don't miss a moment. If 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 there's something being created, designed for you and with you in mind, man, jump in. Be a part of that. Rewritten uh, women's gathering. Come on next month. Child dedication next week face track in a couple of weeks. A lot of good things exciting happening in this year. So, again, be a part of that. Jump in. Get connected. Get plugged in. Amen. Well, who brought a Bible to church? Come on. It's okay. It's all good. It's all good. I like it. I like it. I like it. If you uh, brought your Bible, again, you can go ahead at this time, grab it, and turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6. Thank you, Ginger. Thank you. Amen. And uh, Ephesians chapter 6. If you're a version Bible app user, click more. Than events right there on the version app, you can follow along as well. And uh, you know, don't forget if you're watching at home, if you're watching this maybe later down the line, don't forget comment, drop comments in there, like the stream, like the feed, uh, thumbs up, it, follow, all the cool things that you got to do with social. And we we say that because that gets uh, the the stream in the in the uh, flow. What do they call that word? algorithm or some kind of big... Well, I don't know. It gets, it gets it up. There are more people seeing. So we want to get the gospel to everyone we can. So please take time, share that, uh, comment, all those types of things. Subscribe if you haven't to all the social places that we're in. But Ephesians chapter 6, if you have it, say I have it. I have it. I'm going to read this. Verses 10 through 20 um, to today. Uh, speaking on the armor of God, we're going to zero in on a part of this armor this morning. And I um, But uh, it reads like this. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. I mean, there's a whole armor. There's not just, he doesn't want a piece of this thing. He wants you to have the whole armor on from head to toe, front to back. Um, So, again, the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I mean, a spiritual warfare is real. It's real. Amen. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age against a spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. That means right now within the spiritual realm, there are things trying to oppose this service and what God is wanting to do today in lives. I don't know if you're in tune to those things spiritually, you you may be picking up on how the enemy is working. Um, I was uh, saw something this week. It was about just, just kind of preaching and sharing the word and that sort of thing. And and it was about why pastors are so tired after, after um, the messages on Sunday. And I'm like, I can get behind that, man. Sunday naps are like my favorite. And then, but they were talking about again, because you're not just speaking to the people in the room. There's spiritual wickedness, there's hosts, there's things to try to come against that. And so, uh, again, so it's important that we understand that there is spiritual things happening and we need to do some stuff. So verse 13 says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. Therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which one will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And verse 18 says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end. With all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, and that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Can we say amen for his word? Man, I love this passage. We're going to pray. We'll talk about it this morning. So, Father, we just do come to you again, and then we just pray, and in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just declare, God, and ask that you'll pour out your Spirit in this place, Lord. God, you're a good Father, Lord, and we just pray, God, that you'll just release your Holy Spirit today in this room. Those watching, those listening, even down the road, God, who will hear this message, Lord, may your Spirit go to them now. May your presence be with them now, and Lord, we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, amen. let's jump into this thing. We're in a series right now, if you don't know. It's called When You Pray. And uh, we have been looking in the scriptures at different prayer models, uh, different ways of uh, that we can pray. We've studied prayers that people have prayed in the scriptures themselves. Um, last week, we took time to, to uh, I believe, a very important passage on prayer. And then last week's message was called Pray Instead. Amen? So instead of worrying, instead of doubting, instead of getting in unbelief, take time to pray. And so I shared four. Four things with you I don't know if you remember this so I hope I hope you do I know some of you do I, you've told me this week that you've been using this you have shared this you have done this and so again it's first thing stop so if you find yourself in worry if you find yourself in doubt unbelief and about stop just stop right there and stop in a moment take time put those hands together pray talk to the Lord just spend time again just going with him he wants to hear your voice. He wants to talk to you. He likes your voice. He wants to hear it. He wants you to pray and talk to him. Then praise him. Go ahead and just take a moment. Praise him for thanking for what he's... Can we praise him right now? Can we give God praise? Amen. Yeah. Can we praise the Lord? And, and then we do this. We receive. And I just, I've truly believed, man, that, that when we put God's word into action in our life, man, it, it just works. And so, again, I've heard great stories, got texts this week, messages this week. So, again, the word of God works. And uh, I love it. If there was a number five, it would be repeat amen so so do it again kind of like wash your hair rinse it repeat do i mean just go through it stop pray pray praise receive repeat it do it again if you have to and this can be i want you to go and free some people up this could be a 30 second thing if you don't have 30 minutes you ain't got three hours of pray it may be a situation you go it may be 30 seconds it may be 30 minutes Amen. It may be three hours and three days that you gotta just take some time and stop. Whatever it is, but but put it in action. Now, today I want I want to do something. I want to talk about some things again, because these are not magic formulas. These are not just things that we kind of go through and then, okay. No, this is all about communion with the Father. It's about prayer. Amen. And so it's about prayer. So I want today to talk about something. Um, the title today is is Praying in the Spirit. Now, um, I think it's important. So today, it's not like a way that we're going to pray as far as a prayer model, not giving you instruction of like, again, this is a prayer that someone prayed and we want to learn from that. But I believe this. Now, I don't want to elevate kind of like any message above the other. I believe every message that we gather and we go after God in and learn from is important. But I want to stress, I really feel like the importance of this message this morning, I truly feel like like this is, a, this is a big one because again of what we're speaking about. Um, even the passage that surrounds what I'm I'm speaking and teaching on this morning, praying in the spirit, it, it's because again a spiritual warfare is is taking place, spiritual battles are going on. Amen. And so, because that's happening again, it's very important that we see this because I don't know if you've noticed, we are actually experiencing the Holy Spirit at work in our church. Amen? I mean, it's incredible. I'm just so thankful for what we're experiencing God and what he's doing here. So I love it. But what I love is this. The experience that we're having is based off of truth. That's huge. Because this is like, I don't know, some of you may have been told, like maybe like what God is doing here in this type of church or the things that are happening. Well, that's just emotions. That's maybe just experiential, experiential stuff that really doesn't have any depth to it. I would disagree greatly to those type of statements because, again, when you have an experience that's based off truth, that will stand. Amen. And I believe again, as the scripture says, that's how we stand because, again, there is this battles taking place now. Now, again, because our feelings can change, our emotions can change, but the truth will never change. Come on. Amen. The truth will never change. So, so, but I did, I had an experience. I was a young man. I was in the youth group and uh, I'll, I'll never forget this moment when I was in a service, just much like a church service, just like this. And there was someone teaching and speaking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, sharing those truths about this. And that day, man, as as a young man in the youth group, I heard a message that was spoken. The spirit of God, I mean, just gripped my heart and I said, And I remember, like, man, I still remember. Like, I was like, God, I want the Holy Spirit. So I began to pray, Lord, just baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Before I ever got up and went to the altar, before I ever got up and prayed, before anybody laid hands on me, before a prayer team gathered, before anything happened, I was like, man, if all that's true, I want that. I do. I want that in my life. And so, again, I remember, like, man, as a, as a young man in youth group, like praying a prayer, asking the Holy Spirit to fill me. Now, I just, I really feel like, man, when you're saved, I had been saved a few years before that. I believe that when you're saved, the Holy Spirit comes into your life. He, you are reborn. You are made new by the Spirit of God. We celebrate that with baptism around here. And, man, the presence of God is always just, I mean, I jump in when that when we celebrate those things. But there is also, again, there's a baptism that can take place. Again, of course, we're going to do this this morning. We're going to look at the Bible. We're going to read scriptures and really see what this says. But I remember, man, asking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit to come into my life. And I remember before I made it to the altar, he did what his word said. He said, ask and I will fill. Seek, Find. Knock open. I mean, it's like, I'm like, man, you are so true to your word, God. Because by, before I ever made it to the altar, man, the presence of God, I, I mean, just it filled my life. And I began to pray in the Spirit. I mean, like, what? what did you do? What happened? I actually prayed in the Spirit. I spoke in tongues. Now, Oh, those, those terms and those things, a lot can happen when you start saying and using terms like that and saying those types of things. And so what I, what I really want to do today is this. I want to answer maybe questions that people may have about this subject. I want to, I want to talk about this because, again, this is so important when we see, again, this is something in Scripture that God's asking us to do. He's like, man, I want you always to pray in the Spirit. I want you to do these things like this. So, if He's wanting us to do this stuff, then I want what He has. Now, this is what we do. This is how we do it in everything. We go to the Bible because, again, that's the authority. So I'm going to go ahead and say this. I'm not the, the, the Bible answer guy who knows everything. I'm not the one who is the authority on this subject. Uh, the Bible's the authority. And so, again, that's what we want to go to. So today, as we look at Scripture, like for some of you, it, this may actually go against, like maybe something that you were taught or something you were told. Because I, 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 I believe if you were taught this, you were taught wrong. I believe you're told this, you were told wrong, because the Bible says things, and it's really clear about some stuff in Scripture. And this is one of those areas, but it is an area that the enemy would love to cause division, confusion, frustration. And it is because, again, this is such an important thing. And so today, as we're talking about praying, as we're talking about communion with God, and we're talking about when you pray, I believe praying in the Spirit should be a part of that prayer life. It should because, again, as we look at Scripture, these are the things that we see. Now, this is what's really cool. I don't know if you know this. I I believe you do. But Faith Renewed is a very special place. It is. It's a very special place. I, it's, it is amazing to me. I've been a part, and I am not against any denomination church in any way. I'm, I'm not against any denominational church. I'm, when I say that, I mean that. I am not against those things. But here's what. this is just the truth. This is what can happen a lot of times in a denominational church. They're a denomination for a reason. They are. They're a denomination for a reason. Again, this is not anti. So, like, if you've, become, you've come from one, I came from one. If, if, if you have family as one and, and maybe one of those, you know, denomination churches telling you, you shouldn't be going to this church. Um, that happens. Uh, we have those conversations sometimes. But, but this is a special place because what I love about Faith Renewed, it is, a, it is a group of people who are filled, and there are all different backgrounds in this room. And when I say that, I'm talking about all kinds of backgrounds in this room. We have the unchurched, the de-churched, the church who, man, who has hurt them, wounded them. There are just so many backgrounds, people from different, I mean, life, thoughts and ways of life, teachings, folks from cults who have come from those things. who, I mean, it is, I'm telling you, there are testimonies, there are stories in this church. It is incredible. Now, this is what will make us different than a lot of the denominational churches, a lot of the denominational churches are filled with people who typically they all believe the same thing, and they have been a lot of them have been taught this ever since they were a child. Now, I was, I was again, a part of that, thankful for the denomination I, brought, I was raised up in. But here's what, here's, again, as a non-denominational church, and again, I'm going to go ahead and say this, they're not all the same. And I'm not saying we're better than the other non-denominational, but they're not the same either. But here's what you can have in a church like Faith Renewed. Because we get asked this, like, or what are you guys? Are you Baptist church? I'm like, man, we baptize people all the time. Hey, man, we believe about, we not just baptize What do we believe baptism in the Holy Spirit? I believe that we're fully Baptist. I believe we're the fully Baptist church. We're it. Uh, I, that's, are you Pentecostal church? I'm like, bro, oh, man, we love Pentecostal and what happened on that day. But we don't believe it's just for that one encounter, one moment. There's so much more to the Spirit. So we're, like, we're fully Pentecostal. But what happens in a denominational church, and this is just the truth. Again, it's not a knock. I hope, again, and I'm trying to slow down today to teach and just really get this off my heart because it's needed. What happens a lot of times in those churches, there is a tendency to lean away from some things in Scripture and to lean towards others. Now, this is what I want Faith or New to be. It's my prayer. It's my heart. It's one of the reasons God called us, I believe, to start this church. I want us to lean into fully what the Word of God says. I want to, that's my heart, to lead fully into, not lean away from some things and lean into others, but I want us to lean fully into what God's Word said. And this is what His Word says. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, He said, All Scripture, all Scripture, is given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen. I so for in order for us to be complete in Him, to do the work God's called us to do, we want to lean into all of it. Come on, can I get a witness in this Pentecostal Spirit-filled church? Come on, can we get that? And so, again, I believe it's the Scripture of Z. It's for correction, direction. It's for protection. And so we want to look at this. Now, this is what we know. Now, this is why, again, some people, and again, just being raw today, being real, this is why a lot of folks would lean away from what the Spirit of God does. It's because of, of things that we see in church, but this is nothing new. When I say this, the Holy Spirit hits people in, 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 in different ways. People respond differently to the Holy Spirit. People react differently to the presence of the Holy Spirit. Nothing new. I want us to go to what we see in Scripture. Again, just staying with Scripture today as much as we can. In Acts chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, this is when the Holy Spirit comes onto the sea. Now, Jesus has been out, man, doing this work, gets on a cross. He dies on a cross in our place for our sin, resurrects, goes to heaven, is going to come again, but he sends the Holy Spirit to the church. And again, they are filled with the Spirit, baptized, the presence of God comes. And I want us to see this is a response to the presence of the Holy Spirit. Then, and you're going to see this is still the, this is in a lot of places, still the response today. Now, look at what it says. It says in in Acts 2, verses 6 and 7, And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all of these who speak Galileans? Drop down to 13 with me. In verse 13, same chapter, others mocking mocking, saying that they're full of new wine. So in just a few verses, the presence of the Holy Spirit, this is what it created. We see again, we see the the Holy Spirit moving. Some are confused, some are amazed, some are marveled, and some mocking. Same Holy Spirit. People responding in different ways. Now this is what has happened in a lot of places. Because of some of the mocking that has happened, some people pull back and pull away from the presence of the Holy Spirit in their life. I and mean, I, this is what I want. I want the amazement and the marvel that comes with the Holy Spirit and with his presence. Now, th- this is what we saw. We just read it. Some of them looked at them, saw their life, and was like, bro, they are drunk with new wine. Now I was I was looking this, thinking this through, I was praying this through. I don't believe it was because they were like acting like some angry drunk. And I mean, I just say that just because that's how some people do that. And it takes them to a place and they drink and it takes them to a place they don't need to be going. And it's just, it's what it does. But I was thinking about the other things that come with drunk people. Dancing. Yeah, I got, I'm, Faith, don't, don't break me. Don't try to stop. Don't try to question the spirit. Come on. Drunk. I mean, but breaking it down. Getting loud? You ever seen those kind? Come on! Oh yeah, my bad. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I know we got to be spiritual today. No, but, but see, you see that? Draw, loud dancing. You ever seen that? The one who just sits and cries? Some pass out. But there was something that people looked at and said, those guys are drunk. It wasn't because they were angry, because I believe, again, the Spirit of God was moving in their life. The presence of God was at work. But, man, this is, again, what is beautiful. When we see this in Scripture... We see that the Holy Spirit, again, wants to be a part of our life, get us to a place to where we actually pray in the Spirit. And we're going to see what that's, again, according to Scripture, what that means. Because some of, some of us may be like, I don't know, does that really mean this? We're going to look exactly what it says. Now, I want to, again, as much as I can, to be in tune and lean into all that God has. And I want, I want all that he has for me. So I want to go ahead and just say this. First of all, you praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, speaking in tongues, is not a test of your salvation. That's been taught wrong, too. So this is not a test of your salvation. So if you're looking, you're like, man, don't do that. I mean, you know, whatever, I haven't done that yet or whatever. This is not like, man, this is not a test of your salvation. This is not the benchmark for, for you knowing Jesus. Please understand that. But I also believe this. Can you be filled with the Holy Spirit? Can the presence of God even be in your life? And I believe this. I believe even you can be filled with the Spirit and not even be praying in the Spirit yet. I would go against some things I was taught. But again, I I see in Scripture, because we believe this. When when I say filled with the Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit, I don't mean just something you can have so you can have a good service. So I actually drew this and pulled this from our statement of faith. If you go to faithyournew.org, look at what we believe, go through what we believe. This is when I say Holy Spirit, filled with the Spirit of God, this has come straight from our statement of faith. It is an uncompromising love for others. I see that in your life. I see that in many of you. It is a boldness to witness. Amen. So again, that is also a picture of, and again, example of, proof of the Holy Spirit at work in your life, a desire for Christian service. And it is also this, it is a prayer language and it is speaking in another tongue. Now, I believe this also. I believe you can have spirit-led prayers. I believe you can have spirit-empowered prayers. But I also believe that according to this word that we're looking at today, we can also pray in the Spirit. And that means this. Again, we're going to see it. This is praying in tongues. So, again, not to freak anybody out. To Again, to lean into all that God has because he says to do it. And so I'm going to jump in. I'm going to hit this quick this morning. I'm going to give you a few things because, again, a lot of intro and a lot of building for these three things this morning. There are many reasons why we should pray in the Spirit. Many reasons why we should do it. God said to do it. All right, that's one, but again, that's not in my notes. But, so we, but we want to do it. So this, these are a few that I think are so important. I believe it's going to help us today. Number one is this. It makes us stronger. It just does. It, like, it makes us stronger. Now, I don't, I don't know about you. I need more strength in my life. I just do, if we're honest, I know against, you know, we're like, mean, you know, everything's all, we have to say if we're blessed, highly favored, everything is good all the time. Sometimes again, that's not the case. And so we need to be real. We need to be honest. But this is one of the things that I've seen, man, that there is a real battle. There is a real spiritual warfare that is taking place according to what God's word shows us and teaches us that this thing is real. And praying in the spirit is one of the things that God gives us and calls us into so that we can become stronger and our faith so that we can resist the enemy so that we can fight again the battle that we're in now again a lot of scriptures on it i just want to go to jude chapter 1 verses 20 and 21 we see this we see that he says but you beloved building yourselves up on your most holy faith so this builds you up. This strengthens you. This makes you, again, is what we saw earlier. This makes you complete. It brings, you, brings, brings strength into your life. And he does this by, according to what the Bible says, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So this is, again, what we see here. Now, what we do is like the, this builds you up. This strengthens you. And we need to understand that when we read this, according to what I see as Scripture, and this is, again, one of the things that I'm also open for, I'm open to having conversations with people. I'm open to, look, to sit down and talk to and read the Bible together, look at situations. So if some of you are like, man, I've been told my whole life, this is something I should avoid and not be a part of, let's look at, again, what the Bible says. So, again, this is what he says. Now, when we see this, when we see praying in the Spirit, when we hear words in the Scripture, we'll see them in a moment, see things like tongues. Also keep in mind this. There are some different places and uses for tongues. Amen? There's, there's several. I, uh, I believe there's probably, like, as my studies, I found four different uses of, of tongues. Now, this is, again, very important that we understand this because when you look at the scriptures, sometimes you'll read that, man, you look at tongues, you're like, man, that tongue, that's a sign to unbelievers. Then you read your scripture again, I mean, now you read the tongues, and man, that's like freaking the unbelievers out. <laughs> well, like, which is it, Lord? It's both. And it's not contradicting itself. There's different uses when you see this in Scripture. Again, so this is what I found in Scripture. Again, you may can be like, well this is cool. And there may be some other like reasons why, again, the Holy Spirit shows up. And we pray in the Spirit, fill the Spirit while we do this. But I found like we can break these four things into two categories. The first one is public use. Pu- there's a public use for tongues. And when I say public, I'm speaking of in a corporate public worship setting. There are places for that. There are reasons for that. And again, those two reasons that, I, according to what I found in Scripture, that we see first of all, they're used for evangelism. You're, you're, it's used for evangelism. Just like in Acts chapter 2, there were people speaking in tongues, praying in the Spirit, speaking forth something. And whether again it, the, the miracle was on what they were saying or the miracle was on what people were hearing, there was a miraculous thing taking place. And evangelism was happening as people were praying in the spirit. It was like people was like, whoa, dude, I'm hearing that joke. He don't know. He don't know southern language. Like, he don't know Simpsonville, man. He don't know my, my language. He's up there speaking. He has the right dialect, right draw. He's all this kind of stuff. And he know, does not know this language. I love this use. I've actually prayed that I'd, for God to give me that use of this language in that way at times. Been on the mission field. I really would have loved when I was in Romania or when I was in Peru to start just breaking it down. <laughs> just kind of throwing some Romanian language at them, throwing some Spanish. Ow, oh, man, just laying it down. Did not happen. But you know what I've heard? A lot of testimonies of people, missionaries in the mission field, God's given them the baptism of the Holy Spirit, operating, and they would begin to speak fluently in a language that they were in. I'm like, dude, that's cool. I don't know if I believe that was the Bible. Acts chapter 2, it happens, all right? So evangelism. Also, there's also tongues in a public setting. There's tongues for interpretation. That means this, like, man, there is a message given out. Someone speaks in a tongue to the church. There is an interpretation of that tongue in the church. It is. It falls under the categories of spiritual giftings and operation in the church. And so that is real. So, again, this is for when you hear this happening, it is a message from God to man. Now, now, there are places where that happens every week all the time. I'm not against that. It, it doesn't happen here every week all the time. And some people will say, was oh, God speaking to the church? Every week at Faith or New Church, we open up the Word of God. There is no more clear word of prophecy than scripture. That is the most beautiful thing that we've ever been given, and it's always accurate. It's always right. And so, again, we want to, again, always go to it. So God speaks to us all the time, but that is a way in a public setting. But also, again, not just publicly, not just for evangelism interpretation, there's also private uses of tongues and praying in the Spirit. And we see this privately. He has given that to us for intercession. Amen. he has also given that to us for us to intercede, to pray in the Spirit, praying away again for things, again, as we're going to see from the Bible, that we don't even understand what all is happening in this. But, man, things are happening through intercession. It is also for edification, and that's where it would fall here, to where, man, we are, we are, as we pray in the Spirit, it is edifying and building us up. Now, that is not, some people say, man, it's just edifying you. That's a wrong understanding of that Scripture word edify means to build and to strengthen. So when we do this, when we pray in the Spirit, again, in our private prayer language, when we do this, again, man, it's making us stronger. I need more strength in my life. Let's do. Now, here's the truth. Now, again, I want to make sure we get this because I think it's important. Just because it is a private use does not mean it can't be done in a public place. Amen. Come on, amen. Just because, again, it's a private use, but again, there's a distinction. As I as I sit here during worship, as I pray, spend time with the Lord, if you're close to me, you may hear me praying in the spirit. You may hear me singing in the spirit. It's the only time my singing sounds decent. Amen. Is when I sing in the spirit. Amen. But but you may hear those things. But I'm not doing that in a way that like maybe this person back here in the back row is going to hear that. Not doing that in a way it's going to be over the music or it's going to be interfering with something. Again, but there is a reason that God called us to do this and He wants us to do this because it draws us again close to Him. It strengthens our life. So, number one, man, this thing makes you stronger. I need strength. Do you? Amen. Second is this it only makes us stronger, it takes us farther. It takes us farther. Now, I don't know. I may be the only one, I don't think I am, but my mind is limited. Some days more than others. Some moments more than others. Sometimes it's just minute by minute. You know, sometimes again, it, it just got to go with a flow. But again, my mind is limited. But the Bible says this that the Spirit of God knows all things. He knows all things. So, again, there's a place, again, to where it's, I can go further in God, in the Spirit. And this is what he says, again, according to Scripture. And I'm going to go this. Y'all better hang tight, because so we're going to go fast. In 1 Corinthians 14, one of the very important teachings of Paul, teaching the church what this looks like, why we have this in our life. And so I'm going to kind of break this down quickly. In verse 2, it says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. Again, what use? Again, this is a use of, again, a private, personal time with God. And so, again, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. What are you doing when you're speaking to God? Not a trick question. Praying, thank you. Yes, we're praying. So, again, so if somebody says, well, that tongue stuff ain't real. According to Scripture, it's the way we pray. It's one of the ways that we can do this. We want to pray to him. We want to do this. But this is what's happening in this. This is why, again, this is not for everybody in the room. I'm not speaking that out unless this is, again, the use of tongues and interpretation in the church as a spiritual gift. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. There it is. But he who prophesies edifies the church. Again, what's happening personally and then what's being spoken to the whole church. But this is what he says. Some people say, well, you don't do that because, you know, again, that edifies you, that builds you up, and it's doing nothing for the church. Verse 5, Bible says, I wish you all spoke with Tongues. Bible, which you all spoke with tongues. God said that. His word. This is his word. But even more that you prophesied. So again, as you come to the church, if you're speaking forth, you're declaring something, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. Again, i am not like you are greater, you're more spiritual. You're a prophet. You're just a measly old tongue talker. Amen. And that's not that's not what that's that's saying, amen. That's not what it's saying at all. The same way we're gonna do greater than Jesus. I don't think we can do any greater than Jesus. I'm helping some people. I'm helping me for nobody else. <clears throat> that that again, we can again. We're not going to do greater than Jesus. Got people up out of the grave. Got people saved. He'll deliver all this kind of stuff. Got, but what's the greater is more. So this greater here is affecting more people. There's a greater amount of people affected when we speak in that light than he who speaks in tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. Drop down to verse 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. So if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. So let's pray in the spirit. Here's the connection. It's clear. But my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit and I'll also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, I will also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, how will man, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks? It says he does not understand what you say. For he, for you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. So so this is what this looks like. Paul is saying this. And this is what I want again. I want to lean into all Scripture. He prays both ways. He prays in his language in a way that he would understand, and he also prays in the Spirit. Why? Because it takes us further. It, it takes us. It strengthens our life. And if, in case you're questioning how, if this is something that you know, again, the guy who God would use to pin this, if he really did this or not, he said in verse 18, "I think, my God, I speak with tongues more than you all." More than all of you. So he's like, that's serious about this. Yet in the church, I'd rather speak five words of my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. So he's saying he does it more than any of them. The Greek actually would mean that he did it more than all of them put together. Like he was serious about this. So this is what I encourage you to do. I encourage you in your prayer life, again, to take time to do both. According to what we're taught in Scripture, because this is, I love in the verse 18 of 1 Corinthians 14 in the message, it says it this way, broken down. I'm grateful to God for the gift of praying in tongues that he gives us for praising him, which leads to wonderful intimacies we enjoy with him. I enter into this as much or more than any of you. Like he said, man, I want you to do this. I want this to be a part of your prayer life. I want you to go there. Why? Because it takes us farther. It takes us into a place of intimacy with the Lord. We're we're praying and we're speaking forth and declaring things that, again, in our natural and our mind and our understanding we may not understand, but God is saying this, I know what you need. Holy Spirit knows exactly what you need. He knows what your family's going through. And sometimes you don't like, man, I don't know how to pray for my spouse. I don't know what to say for my kids. Holy Spirit does. Holy Spirit does. And so again, we pray again. According to what he says, this is what we do. So we pray it because it makes us stronger, takes us farther. And this is what I love. Thoroughly, it does this. It fights our battles. When we pray in the Spirit, this fights our battles. What do you mean? He puts this passage, he puts this again, in one, one of the many places that he would put praying in the Spirit in with our spiritual armor. He puts this again. Look at verse 18 of Ephesians 6. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Man, that's That's good. I believe so many pastors stop short when they teach the spiritual armor. I believe that. I, just, I feel that. I believe Satan loves it. If a church doesn't get into, again, this part of the armor. Because in verse 17, you see the ending of these things. You're like, man, that's the spiritual armor. It's over with. It's done. That is not true. I found this a few years ago, and it just tripped me out when I saw this. There is a semicolon between 17 going into 18. Come on. Semicolon is this, and I'm going to amaze y'all with my punctuation uh, knowledge here. Uh, A a punctuation mark indicating a pause typically between two main clauses. So So what he's saying here and here are both main. So we don't want to put that minimum. We don't want to take that and, no, no. He said this. Praying always with the Spirit. It's more pronounced, according to the definition of a semicolon. It's more pronounced than a comma. And so, again, it's, it's what it is. So I believe this, whether it's the seven piece of the armor, seven's the number of completion. so I think that's kind of cool. But if it's just a piece of the armor or it's a release of the armor, I believe it's something that God gives us to fight battles with. So I want to ask you to stand as our worship team comes. And as they gather right now, as they come, I, I want you just to do something. And uh, I want just take a moment, like we do every week, take a moment, just bow our heads, close our eyes, ask the Holy Spirit just to just speak to our hearts right now. Just ask him to speak to our hearts right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. He fights our battles. How does he do that? This is, again, a piece of the armor. Praying in the Spirit. Something that Paul said, man, he does it more than anybody. He's like all serious about this thing. And what is one of the the most important reasons, again, to do it? Because he he, asked us to. Because he knows we need this. So, again, does this mean I'm saved, not saved, now? Grace saves you through faith. Putting your hope and faith in Christ, that saves you. But I would ask this, like, if there's more that God would have for us, why would we not want that? Why would we not want that? Amen? So I just, and again, just thankful for even how the Spirit's kind of moved. It's been a little bit different flow, different vibe, even in the room today, because I, I want us to see this, that this has nothing to do with emotions. This has nothing to do with, like, emotional responses, how we respond. But when we, again, experience the Holy Spirit... When what we see in Scripture, people respond many different ways. Now one's right and one's wrong. No, they're both the presence of God at work and the Holy Spirit moving. So this is my prayer this morning. This is how I've been praying. I've been praying, God, like if there's anyone today, like in this room, it's not praying in the Spirit. This is not a part of their prayer life. Like, this becomes a part just as much as the Jabez prayer, just as much as a stop to pray, praise, receive, just as much as that. Because, again, this is so, so huge. So this is, my, this is my ask of you this morning. So like today, if you're here, and this is not a part of your life, if you haven't been filled and been baptized with the Spirit of God, He wants to fill you this morning. He wants to baptize you, same way He did with me in youth group as a young man. I mean, He wants to do that this morning for you. He wants to do that in your life. He wants to fill you. He wants to give you the strength. He wants to make you stronger. He wants to take you farther. He wants you again to fight. Want to fight he give you this to fight those battles. That you're facing this morning. So I just want to just ask in this room right now if you need more strength in your life. If you need more strength today, man, you're just maybe there's an area of weakness where the enemy is attacking. You need more strength in your life. This is a day. This is the Holy Spirit who wants to give this to you strength. If you want to go further in your walk, if you want to go deeper into your relationships, as Paul said, intimacies with God, time with Him going into places again that your mind can't go, but man, the Spirit of God can work in you. You want more, you want more of Him. This message is for you. Today, if there's, you're going through a battle, what do you need? Man, the Holy Spirit at work. You need people to pray with you and for you and God to move in your life. So I want to ask this this morning, just that heads are about eyes are closed. If you need more strength, you want to go further in Him, you're facing a battle. Or if the Holy Spirit is not a part of your prayer life, and you don't pray in the Spirit. This is, again, I've just showed you Scripture this morning. I want to ask you today to do this. If you want this in your life, if you want more of Him, strength, Him to fight battles, walk in God's Word, pray as He led us and teaches us and shows us to pray in Scripture. I just want you just to lift your hands up right now where you're at. And that number four last week was a receiving mode. And right now, we we can receive the Holy Spirit. I do this different some places. I do it as the Holy Spirit leads it. But right now, this is what I feel. Just right where you're at, this is my experience. Again, experience was based off truth. Because in Luke 11, he said, anyone who asks receives. That's what he said. So today, if if any of those things tonight or this morning that you just need from him, just ask for the Holy Spirit to fill you. Ask Him to baptize you, to fill you with His Spirit right now. I want to ask those who pray in the Spirit right now, just, you don't know, have to do this loud and hourly, but would you just begin to pray in the Spirit in this room? Yeah, would you pray in the Spirit in this room? You can do that. It's a private gift that God's given you, but it can be used here publicly. There's a distinction between the two, but just begin to pray in the Spirit right now. Been asking the Lord, even like up to this moment, how to, how to, how to flow in this altar today. Just how to, what, what, how to do this thing. So just as hands are raised in the room, this is how I feel like he's leading right now. This is how I feel like he's leading. It's just as hands are raised right now. If your hands are up, just keep them up. If you've put them back down, raise them back up again. Just lift those up. If you're watching this morning, let us know that you, that you, you need this prayer, you need this as well. But right now, if, if, you're not, if your hands aren't up, I just want you to do this. Look around. And there's hands in this room right now, and your hands aren't up. So it means this. You're good, and you're okay, and you're, this is a part of your prayer life, and God works in you this way, he flows so you, prays through you, all those things. That's why your hand's not up. So look around for those who have a hand up right now. Would you just begin to pray over them right now? Just begin to pray release over them. Yeah, for some of them, they lifted their hands. Man, today, they, they need God's strength in their life. For some right now, they want to go further in their walk. For some, they're in a battle. For some, they just want the presence of the Holy Spirit to be a part of their prayer life. And they want to pray in the Spirit. So right now, just begin to pray over them. Now listen, if you've lifted your hand, you can feel comfortable here doing this. Again, this is a family filled of a bunch of different people, a bunch of different backgrounds. You are more than welcome to do this right now. Just tell the person who's praying with you, this is what I'm praying for. You can let them know right now. And just right now, I just want prayer to happen in this room. Now, for some, this is what I want you to be, sensitive in this. For some, as y'all pray, you may say, hey, do you want to take this to the altar? You may want to take this to the altar. So, again, if that's you, you want to bring this down here. It's always open in this church. So, again, bring it here. But I want this whole church to be an altar right now. So, again, altar team, work as the Holy Spirit leads you. Move as he's leading you right now. Worship team, minister right now as the Holy Spirit just flows through you. So, for just a few moments together today as we just begin to move so again keep your hand out if you would if you have nobody's praying for you that please help us look around if somebody has a hand up and they're not being prayed for go to them yeah go to them yeah john if you can help on this side over here yeah amen we want to just help look around and we want everybody church is an altar amen make this whole church jesus in his house is a house of prayer right now so just begin to just pray over them right now just release and I encourage you this morning, listen, if this is new for you, to just open your heart to that. But more than anything, just go back, spend time on the Word. Read these passages again. Read these scriptures again. Look over them. We can talk about them if you need to. But I want this for you. God wants this for you. So as a ministry team, just right now, just, just begin to flow in this church. Let's just turn this place into an altar. Let's just release of the Holy Spirit to move as he sees fit this morning. In Jesus' name. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.